Mike check, Mike check, went to what it is. It's the Mike Up Students back with another episode. My name is Malachi. My name is SB. And unfortunately, Nahom is not here with us today. He's feeling a little under the weather, um, but he will be back with us soon. Uh, today, um, we have a couple guests which are, are with us today. Um, we're this is a part two to the uh, mental like the the mental health episode that mm-hmm. we had done previously. Uh, so I just want to let you guys. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Uh, whoever wants to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Hi, y'all. My name's Tyra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. This is my fifth year at Sac State, and I'm a social work major. I'm also the lead peer counselor for our um, program here at Student Health and Counseling. So that's super excited. It's my second year doing this. Nice. Hi everyone, I'm Ray. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a third year psychology major. Um, excited to be here with y'all. Most yeah. I'm I can speak, at least I mean I'll, I'll just say for myself. I'm excited that y'all are here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people who are trained in this department. Um, you know, obviously like I said, last or last episode when we were talking, you know, we weren't the most we're not trained individuals yeah. on how to, you know, go about um, you know, mental health and things like that yeah definitely i feel like the first episode was diving into like our personal experiences with mental health um and also our experiences with our friends and like witnessing them like go through stuff so it was more so like a kind of personal one-on-one student conversation Mm -hmm. um but now we felt like it was super essential to like bring on some trained individuals that like have a professional experience within the field so i'm just like super super happy and excited to have they're, you guys they're here. not professionals sb well they're, they're professionals they have trained yeah. experiences yeah. so actually For yeah sure. we definitely want to <laughs> emphasize if wanna, yeah if you want to like dive into that like yeah. the peer counselor program and all that that'd be awesome awesome, yeah. awesome start yeah for sure so yeah to clarify we are not licensed counselors mm-hmm. um we are students who are trained by the licensed counselors here at um student health and counseling so we do have like you know knowledge we're not just randoms but um <laughs> we do have like training from the counselors on how to provide those you know social supports and just be like good like peer-to-peer support because that we haven't really had that here at Sac State this is a really new program I think they began spring of 2020 like right before the pandemic so things got a little like wonky with how to keep going with that but we finally got things back up and running and so it's a really new program but it's a super helpful one yeah and I think it's awesome because you know sometimes students want to have that conversation with people their age and like even if it's just like a stranger it still makes a difference from like maybe talking to a trained professional that's like older but sometimes you could feel like oh they don't necessarily relate to what I'm going through so I think like this program is pretty awesome yeah for Mm -hmm. sure it's yeah you know like being a student is such a big part of our identities so like knowing that we are taking classes like we may be in some of your classes like Mm -hmm. that we are currently going through like the struggles of being a college student, which we all know is really difficult. So I think it's just really great support there. And like, maybe your parents may not understand your siblings, you know, family members or friends, they may not understand if they're not currently in college. So it's like another form of understanding there. And and honestly, I think that actually makes it a lot better because it's like, 
you can, there's there's some relatability yeah. there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like I I understand what you're going through. It's honestly it's our model for students by students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, just so just for just you know just kind because of, I'm curious, how did you guys get uh, interested in doing peer counselors or being being peer counselors? Yeah, right. You want to go first? Um, yeah. So honestly, I had heard about the opportunity from an email from the well, and they were like. We're um, taking applications for peer counselors, and I was like, I kind of want to jump on and jump on in that because um, I feel like a lot of students can relate that um, through the pandemic, it's been extremely hard to get opportunities for your major to work in the field, and so the peer counselor uh, position was a way for me to get experience in the counseling field, although it's not quite. Um, specifically psychology uh, field, but it's still related. So I really wanted to try my hand at it. And also just, I feel like for almost all of the peer counselors that we really just wanted to help students. Like we've been going through a lot, especially with the pandemic, there is a huge need for peer-to-peer support. Mm -hmm. Like we were just talking about, like sometimes our families, our friends, Um, don't really understand what we're going through, especially if our family and friends are not um, students. And Mm -hmm. there's a very special identity that um, comes with being a student, whether we're the same age or same stage. Like, we're just students. There's a lot of non-traditional students at Sac State who comes from all different walks of life where they might have a family that they're raising. They're a lot older. Um, They've already, like, switched careers a few times. So... Um, I really just wanted to be there for um, my schoolmates. Yeah, we're so glad to have you part of the team. I think you're exactly like what we're looking for in a peer counselor. So we have a really great team this year. Um, My, you know, reason is also kind of similar. I saw like just an ad for it. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) But just like coming from a background, um, my family background is black and Hispanic and both of those group student, like, you know, they have a really big stigma on mental health. So like, it was never talked about in my family, like just never acknowledged. So once you like kind of start to experience that or your siblings start to experience that, it's like, where do you go from here? So I think I just wanted to sign up and get more skills on how to like have those conversations. Cause I never wanted to talk about mental health cause it felt uncomfortable and it felt weird. I didn't want to open up like that. But I feel like coming into this position, like being in my second year now, I feel so much more like open to being vulnerable and sharing. So like it changed my whole identity, too, because I just didn't want to talk about it. And now like my family members are talking about it and it's a much open, like much more open conversation. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy I signed up and joined because it's helping like little by little destigmatizing mental health. Yeah, honestly, I think that this, I think it's really good that you guys are, you know, interested or taking an interest in in this, you know, specifically, you know, because there are, just like you said, there are a lot of, you know, stigmas around mental health and and things like that. So just the fact that you guys are even interested in, you know, taking, taking that, yeah, exactly, taking the initiative to actually, you know, help make a difference. Um, So just real quick, you said that this is, it's kind of in your area of what you wanted. What do you want to do? Yeah, so that's a that's the million dollar question. <laughs> what do I want to do? Because um, I feel like the uh, pandemic like really put like a stake in my like planning career. Because I was just like mm-hmm. I don't know what's next for me necessarily. Um, 
And so counseling and, psych and psychology are a little bit different, but um, many, many a time um, a psychology major can go into the counseling field. Mm -hmm. And um, so, like, I really want to work with people. Like, I know that I want to be a clinician. I just don't know yet if I want to be, like, a licensed psychologist mm -hmm. or a counselor. And mm -hmm. those jobs are a little bit different, but mm -hmm. they're very similar in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. What about you? What do you, what do you, what do you think about yeah. doing that? Yeah, so my major is social work, and I feel like that really helps with the aspect of, you know, just caring for people and, you know, helping people. Mm -hmm. But, like, a lot like Ray, like, that is a million dollar question. I don't know. Like, a <laughs> lot of us really don't know, and I'm totally, like, comfortable with being in the I don't know. I just know I'm getting really great experience, and it can translate into, like, many jobs. Yeah. So I'm not too worried. I'm just happy for the experiences, but... I don't know. I think just peer counseling, just support, you know, knowledge of mental health can help any aspect of your life or career. So I'm just in it for the ride. I'm excited for all the lessons I've learned. And, you know, I'm hoping I can find a career where I can put it to good use and really help people out with my knowledge that I learned here. And in terms of like the position that you guys hold right now on campus as peer counselors, like if someone were listening right now and we're interested in like the position or maybe applying or getting involved what would you guys say the position entails how does it look like like give them a vision a little day in the life well I think that the peer counselor position applications have closed for this academic this upcoming academic year um, and so we're conducting interviews, very exciting to whoever got an interview. <laughs> we're happy to um, talk to y'all. But um, like a day in the life. Um, Tyra, if you want to speak a little bit <laughs> on that. Um, I don't know. I just think like anyone who is interested in this position, like please, you know, have empathy, care about people, really genuinely care. And I think another thing is being a listener. There's so many of us that, you know, we don't really we find ourselves like talking over other people or relating experiences and like, you know, accidentally speaking over other folks. And like, whether that's consciously or unconsciously, like we really need more listeners because I find like, you know, a lot of folks in life are not listened to on a daily basis. Like mm -hmm. there's so much things going on. So like, is there anyone that can genuinely listen without wanting anything in return or wanting to fix things like just, being there and listening. So I think anyone who finds themselves like being the therapist friend or like mm -hmm. the mom friend, like whatever you want to call it, like any of those roles where they really are a big support for the friend group or family member, I definitely encourage those folks to like look out. Like I think it's just really helpful to be a really active listener and, you know, really leave space open for others to talk. But yeah. So just because you kind of you, you said something about you know being a therapist friend, so I I have found myself on multiple account, uh, multiple occasions being that therapist friend, but like it, it's honestly a slippery a slippery slope in my opinion because like mm -hmm. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but then I also want to make sure that I'm helping them as best I can. So like, what are some what are some like tips or or anything or anything like that? If I'm being honest, that should that that we can use you know as therapist friends to help um just just honestly to help the people that we love in terms of you know how um you know giving them encouragement and and, and just Guide honestly them. yeah really yeah. like 
You know what I'm saying? Because there, mm-hmm. there are times where it's like, yo, like, they're, you know, and honestly, most times some people just listening, they just want like a listening ear. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I try to be that. Um, and I don't know if that's the best way to do it or if, you know, I can talk to them and give, you know what I'm saying? I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, being the therapist friend is a lot of pressure, of course, you know, especially if you're not a therapist. So, yeah. of course, that makes it difficult. But, you know, just in being a supportive friend that, you know, cares about your other friends, I think, you know, of course, the most important thing is listening. Because like I said, I think in our daily lives, we don't get listened to as often as we should. So, you know, providing that support and just like showing genuine care and, you know, not trying to fix things. Mm -hmm. I think like it's human nature to for sure be a fixer. But I found that, yeah, like, of course, (laughs) of course, especially like loved ones, people we deeply, deeply care about. We want to fix their problems. We don't want to see them in those positions. But I think the best thing is to like sit with them in that. And like, you know, it's okay to be going through that and not trying to like use that like toxic positivity, like, you know, everything's going to be perfect. Like just really being real with them and sitting in them in those hard times is such a good thing to do to a friend or to somebody you care about. Um, yeah. Any other ideas, Ray? I want to hear your weighing in on it. Yeah. Um, and like with that role of like therapist friend, I think very gently, I want to say like, you don't have to carry all that pressure by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, that if you do find yourself being the person that, um, uh, friends and family keep coming to uh, for some emotional support, I also want to remind you that you also need emotional support and that mm-hmm. you're allowed to rely on others as others rely on you. And um, when it comes to supporting our friends and our family, it's very much individual, right? Like, if you can tell by, like, a gut feeling that my friend, my brother, my sister, my mom is not okay, mm-hmm. follow that feeling. Don't let it sit. Like, these kinds of negative feelings and experiences just thrive in secrecy Mm -hmm. and so like just even if it's just um i don't know like a simple conversation that you can have with someone like hey hey friend i noticed you're like a little different like what's going on if you want to talk about it like let's talk about it i'm here for you and if there's anything that um i can help you with let me know. Like, I can um, help you get groceries. I can help you do your laundry. We can clean up your room a little bit. Because mm. sometimes our friends need, like, if you ask the question, like, what do you need right now? Like, can you answer that immediately? Yeah, if you're exactly. in a hard time, right. It's yeah. hard. And so if you can just offer, like, a concrete action, concrete words of support, I think that'll be really helpful. That's actually really good. I didn't think about that. Just say, you know, like, oh, you know, we can go get groceries. We can, I can help you clean your room. That's actually... <clears throat> that's a good that's a good little tip I didn't think about that um, yeah no I mean but that's that's true though just you know kind of what she said Tyra just not trying to fix people's problems uh, mainly mm-hmm. just kind of being there being there for them if as, as best you can yeah um, and sometimes like as someone who has been that, that has gone through stuff obviously and like I talk to my friends about it I think just the feeling of being validated as well mm-hmm. is like super super nice because Sometimes I get into my own head and I'm like, is this something that I should really like be stressing over? Like, I feel like it's the end of the world right now, but like in a few months time, like I'm just going to look back and laugh at it. But -hmm. then at the same time, I'm like, no, like your feelings are valid. Like it doesn't matter how big or small the situation is. And if if you feel like the world is ending, like that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think just, I think just wanting 
to be validated, I feel like, is super, super important as well. Yeah, and, and it's a good thing you said that, too, because I, th- I feel like a lot of times some people will try to honestly, like, compare their issues to other people um, where it's like, oh, well, my issue is only this big, but your issue is this big, you know? And so it's like, I probably, I shouldn't say anything or I should just kind of yeah. be quiet because I feel like my issue is just insignificant compression to yours. Um, but it's just like you said, like we all have, you know, we all have problems of whatever type of magnitude, but regardless, you know, everybody copes and deals with things in different ways and manners. So it doesn't really matter what, you know, if you think it's your um, if you think that whatever you may be going through is small, talk to somebody. You know, matter no matter what, no matter what you think, how big or small it may be. Um, but yeah, no, that that's that's a really good point too. Just you know, feeling validated that you know how you feel is valid. You know how how your your feelings right. And I feel like a lot of times, sometimes we do that. We try to invalidate people's feelings. Um, be like, oh well, like okay. I mean, we'll say it. We'll be like, oh okay, I, I, I see what you mean. But you know, once we add that but, then it's like, oh okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so what? So so what would you guys recommend in terms of um, just being? I guess more so inviting people to come actually approach you guys as peer counselors and things of that nature. Because I know sometimes it may be difficult, or even us, you know, you know, encouraging our friends to go and talk to you guys is um, to get support and things of that nature. Because I know it can be hard. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you guys should go talk to a peer counselor, and yeah. some people may take that as like. People may take that as, oh, like something must be wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, when that's not the case at all. Yeah. So how would you guys kind of yeah. recommend? Yeah, I, I just just want to say, like, people really weaponize therapy and like they use it as such a demeaning insult. Like, oh, you need therapy. Oh, mm. you need you need some help. Like, yeah, we've been saying that for years, like, you know, on social media, like it's always meant to demean somebody or like say that there's something wrong with somebody yep. when like that's the opposite. I think talking to someone is so healthy, like especially if they're not in your family or somebody like in your circle because mm-hmm. you're getting like a more unbiased like really open space to share like what you may not be feel comfortable, you know, sharing with your family or somebody. So just having that like really organic experience with someone who doesn't really, you know, have any previous knowledge of you and will not judge you is such a beautiful thing. But of course, like within that, that can be scary too. Like, especially with the stigma in certain cultures, you know, people are told that, you know, don't make the family look bad by going to therapy. Like don't, don't let anyone know that you're in therapy because it will make the family look bad or something like mm-hmm. there's just so much stigma around it and just a lot of like people of color specifically having bad experiences with therapists or counselors as they may not see um you know representation there and mm-hmm. you know there may not be counselors who understand the experience that certain groups go through mm-hmm. so i can definitely see why you know it's scary for folks and there's some hesitancy but I definitely recommend just, you know, starting with like a peer like us, like, you know, especially talking to a licensed one can be more daunting, can be really scary. But like knowing that we're students, too, and like, you know, we're we have our ups and downs and like we are people like, you know, we all like people in the mental health profession are people. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. folks forget that I think that we're supposed to be perfect. But, you know, we all have our imperfections, too, and we struggle in our daily lives as well. So just like speaking out with a peer counselor can really be like a stepping stone for people who are scared to seek help because Mm -hmm. I don't know, like it's more of a relaxed atmosphere knowing that like maybe in your same age group or peer group, like, you know, we're Sac State students too. So I definitely recommend like taking that small step and saying like, Hey, maybe like when you're letting your friend know, say, I'm going to try some too. And like, we can do it together and really be encouraging and 
destigmatizing in that way. Yeah. Especially if you're like a student that's married, maybe like kind of fearful to like seek help, like even from mm-hmm. like from a professional, right? Like a doctor, a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. a psychologist. I think seeing and scheduling something with a peer counselor is like a good first good baby step yeah. for yeah. like guidance. And like there's literally no commitment. It's free for all students. And it's it's just a good, like you said, good stepping stone for people to like, you know, get their foot into like maybe like help work on themselves yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i agree um especially kind of what she said too about how we kind of weaponize you know therapy and everything of that therapy rehab like all of that mm-hmm. um it shouldn't be weaponized at all especially if people are actually actively seeking help you know to you know remediate whatever may be going on so yeah let's let's end that now Putting, putting my sure. putting yeah. my hand down just like that. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> stigma for sure. for sure. But yeah, no, okay, that's 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 a good point though. Just kind of help, and honestly, it really it really takes it really takes a village, you know, like making sure that everybody collectively is is actively working on you know destigmatizing, you know, reaching out and seeking help, you know. Um, and honestly, don't even like if you're if you're a friend, like don't be afraid to offer that either. Um, like if you're, you know, a friend is, you know, going through something, not saying that you can't like, not saying that, oh, I don't want to help you. So go talk to somebody else. But honestly, more so on the fact like, like, you know, if, if I'm not, you know, well suited to assist you in the way that you need to, you know, 100% and go out and, uh, you know, seek a peer counselor or seek a therapist. Um, and it's not anything wrong at all. It's obviously they're there for a reason. Um, yeah. So, you know, go out and seek help and, 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 you know, for whatever may, and you may just need a listening ear. You may just need somebody to talk to. Um, So, yeah, no, definitely. And and you're, like, expanding their support system, too. So it's not to say that, like, they can't go to you anymore. But it's like, hey, let's get some more people in your corner that, like, if I'm not available, you have somebody else. And if they're not available, you have me. So it's just, like, all around a good idea just to expand people that care about you, your little social uh, support group, really. Because yeah. I, I say I've I've been in a situation where like I've kind of exhausted all my <laughs> all my contacts. Like, dang, who can I go to now? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, that that's that's a good point too. Just you know, expanding your network and who you can really go to in terms of talking to somebody about it. Yeah, and that's why I'm glad like we're having this conversation and like increasing awareness about the topic because I think uncomfortable conversations like should be definitely be said and like talk about like the honestly like the more uncomfortable the conversation may be it could be like the most helpful and the most beautiful mm-hmm. and i've heard coming up is the out of the darkness walk which yes. i'm super Ooh. super excited that we're gonna do it back in person after two years i believe right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so do you guys want to touch on that a little bit of what that yeah, kind of like what, like what is like how if if you guys know like how it started or, you know, just a little bit of background on Out of the Darkness Walk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So Out of the Darkness that's gonna be on um, the fourteenth, April fourteenth. So it's coming up really soon. Um, there's a resource fair that starts a little bit earlier before at four thirty. Nice. So there's just like mental health support groups ready since you know Out of the Darkness can be a really, you know, tough and difficult. Um, topic for folks you know a lot of people have personal experiences with this so there's a resource fair at 4 30 that they can you know talk to people before the walk and then the walk is at 5 30 so you have an hour to kind of just you know expand your support system and then you know go to walk for a great cause you know of just um, suicide prevention and 
honoring those that, you know, may have been lost to suicide or have attempted in the past. Um, if they just have any personal connection to it, it's really important to, you know, for them to walk and really just, you know, share that piece of themselves that, you know, went through that, that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a really good thing to just, you know, bringing awareness to bring awareness, you know, to, to, to that area. Um, I think it's a very, very important thing. Um, yeah, just in general, I feel like. And do you know what time the walk starts? Yeah, it's at 5.30. And yeah, just walking to, you know, bring awareness. You know, suicide is one of the leading causes of death um, in young people. So I think it's definitely, you know, important for us as college students mm -hmm. as, you know, all the trials and tribulations we go through all on top of having a personal life as well. So, you know, this walk is to really bring awareness and support those who have experienced um, thoughts or behaviors of suicide and really create a community for healing for those who have made lost one or just have a personal touch with it. Um, it's it, it really is all about community. Sac State has an amazing you know, Hornet community that really cares about this topic. So, um, yeah, it's a really big event for us here at Sac State. Yeah, and maybe for those that are listening and have maybe a physical disability, like just even showing up, attending the resource yes, fair, yes. having a conversation with people, and, you know, just being a support, I feel like that's even more valid and everyone is welcome yeah yeah thank you for bringing that up yeah and you do not have to physically walk you know you can still register and you know mm -hmm. donate and you know still do your part you you know of course there's people who may not be able to walk so um you can still you know do your part and sign up and donate you know the walk isn't the most important part it's just however you want to show up that's the important part for mm -hmm. sure and then Speaking about resources on campus, apart from the peer counseling program, are there any other resources on campus that you guys know of that students, you know, should take advantage of in terms of like mental health and self-care? Yeah, so um, of course there are the peer counselors, as you said, they're there for emotional support. And then they're also peer health educators and they're also involved in the well. And the peer health educators actually touch on a lot of different topics like nutrition. They touch on um, mental health as well. They touch on um, healthy relationships. Yeah, healthy relationships. And then um, uh, substance use. Um, and um, I, I believe that you can make appointments with those peer health educators to talk about those things too. Because um, I feel like with self-care, we talk a lot about, um, it, it has this image of like bubble baths and like donuts <laughs> after like a really long day. Yeah. But self-care is your nutrition. It's um, how you feel in your mind, what you're mm -hmm. thinking. It's um, financial wellness. That's a really big mm -hmm. part of self-care. Mm -hmm. And so taking care of your mental health might also mean making an appointment with one of the um, uh, financial advisory peers and talking to them about like how can I stay on budget mm -hmm. how can yeah. I make rent this month mm -hmm. those are all very important things to taking care of our mental health um, we also have urgent care counseling at the well um, and professional counseling at the well mm -hmm. and a lot of people also don't know about the counselors in training at the CCDS that offer free or reduced therapy to Sac State students, and then also people in the Sacramento area. If you're just a listener from 
the greater Sacramento community and you want to try therapy or um, really kind of get an idea of what it's about, you're also welcome to uh, check out the services that the CCDS at Sac State offers. And that's, um, CCDS stands for the, oh, I don't want to like butcher it. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like um, Center for Counseling and Diagnostic Services. There it is. You got it. (laughs) I think, I don't know the actual actual name, but I'm going to, I'm going to go on faith and say that you, that you got it right. <laughs> yeah. And I have personally myself like utilized these resources on campus and they're great. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Also something that has really helped me through like my mental health journey would be like really moving my body. Right. So like mm-hmm. the well also offers like so many classes like cycling, meditation, yoga, there's yeah. even self-defense classes, which weirdly just makes you feel so empowered. Yeah. So I just, I highly recommend those as well. Um, and yeah, there's so many, there's also so many just like healing methods you could use. I feel like holistically, like there's journaling, self-affirmations. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend them. Yeah. And there's also, um, we have identity identity and affinity centers so um like the pride center for lgbtqia plus uh, students the multicultural center uh drc or camp for mixed status or undocumented students mlk center um and among like so many others there's really um great campus centers and resources that you know uh folks can go to that they identify with so just, just, and again, this is if you guys are okay with it, um, but what are some, because again, you guys are, you guys are people too, you guys are humans too, you guys have your own, you know, um, you know, issues and problems and circumstances, whatever the case may be. What are some things that you guys have um, done to help, um, you know, when, when you guys are going through situations? Because, you know, obviously people come to go talk to you guys, but what else you guys, because you guys have problems mm-hmm. and, and things of that yeah. nature too. If you guys mind sharing yeah. any, any times that you guys have felt. Yeah, of course. Well, first, like um, Ray and I, you know, talked about this. Coping is just very individualized. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has a different way of doing it. So like when we're sharing ours, that does not mean it's going to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. So just definitely keeping that in mind. But um, just speaking for me, I've definitely had like my trials with <laughs> coping mechanisms. Like, you know, of course, I'm trying to actively you know, do healthy things like getting some movement or spending time with loved ones, family. Mm -hmm. But like also I participate in like the numbing behaviors like shopping, like Mm. online shopping. (laughs) That's for sure mine. So I'm not going to say that I've never done that or I always turn to healthy coping. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I, you know, like I said, spend who knows how much on (laughs) random things that I really don't need just because, you know, it just stimulates something in the brain. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's, that's just like my coping, you know, recently, but I definitely do have better ones where, you know, I reach out to family members if I'm not feeling so great. Like I have a support system that like, I kind of have an order of who will answer, who won't, like, what can I, who -hmm. can I go to? So, um, that's just some of mine. I think really reaching out to the important people in my life and getting support from them. And then also like seeing counselors as well. Like, I think that's really helpful, too, to have that, like I said, like unbiased opinion and someone who's there to, you know, kind of give you that, you know, unconditional support in your journey. Mm. Um, I think that's really great 
way of like coping with difficult times or emotions for me personally. But what about you, Ray? Yeah, um, yeah, very much coping is individual and like I definitely have my uh, balance of things that I do to cope that I think are healthy and things I do to cope that I don't think are healthy. And one of the things that comes to mind for me like is that sometimes I get incredibly lonely and um, um, a kind of coping mechanism that you might learn about or hear from from crisis counselors is just social exposure. And so like sometimes when I'm feeling like incredibly lonely and I'm just, I don't really have anyone to talk to at the moment, my support system is not really there. I will sit in a cafe and I'm around people. I don't have to talk to them. I don't even, you know, I just get my like little um, London fog or whatever. I just, sit <laughs> at the, I just sit at the desk and I'm like, I'm around people. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll read a book. I'll work on my homework. But I love that. yeah, it's just, I can be around people and I can feel connected to people I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have to say anything to anyone and I can just be there. Um, that's a coping mechanism for me. That's really helped. And so like a lot of safe spaces for me are like the cafe next to my house or like the library or even like a bookstore. Y'all, it's so healing to be surrounded by books. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And um, another coping mechanism that comes to mind for me as well is really repeating coping thoughts in my mind. I guess it kind of falls in the line of affirmations, but some thoughts that really like push me through like really difficult times is like, I am not that powerful. I can't fix every issue in the world and every issue that I have right now with my own two hands. Like I'm not that powerful. I can just be, I don't have to fix it right now. Um, and that something that's really helped me honestly is um, there's more to life than school. Mm-hmm. When like schools are really huge, like stress around me, I'm just like, there's more to life than this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can finish this paper. Maybe I won't do the greatest on it, but there's more to life than this paper, mm-hmm. more to life than this course or this professor. And, like, also, um, I'm someone who really gets overwhelmed sometimes thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. And so, like, sometimes those phrases of, like, do it for your future self, your future mm-hmm. self will thank you, those are really helpful, but sometimes for me that's like really overwhelming to think about Mm -hmm. like five years from now and I'm like wow thank you past self for getting (laughs) a degree it's like okay yeah I really sometimes I think it's really comforting for me to think of my past self and think well my past self really wanted better for me Mm -hmm. and so to honor the wishes and the dreams of my past self today I'm going to do the yoga routine I really wanted to do Mm -hmm. or I will do my taxes because I really need to do my taxes. Like my past self really wanted me to enter spring break without having a ton of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And like for me personally, I bought my own car in cash like last year. It was like a really big event for me. It was the first like big girl. (laughs) It was like the first big girl purchase I ever made. And like I like kept thinking back like my past self my 16 year old self was like working two jobs like she really wanted this car Mm -hmm. like for me as a big step to independence and just like I I honored that wish that she had and that really helped me through like making hard decisions and difficult times yeah Yeah, and I feel like self-reflection is so beautiful like I love that you acknowledge that and I love that you acknowledge that 
Well, for me, when I'm sad, I tend to like shut myself out as well. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just, I just want to kind of just drown in my own sorrows. But challenging yourself to like go out and maybe not have to socialize, but just really valuing your alone time and not seeing it as a bad thing, but seeing it as like, okay, I'm just going to really value myself and take care of myself during this time. Even if I feel mm-hmm. lonely, like that's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's such a beautiful thing. I think just honoring that about yourself and actively trying to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you, you, you mentioned something too, um, about just not, you know, you can't fix everything. You know, I'm, you're powerful, but you're not that powerful. You know, I can, I can do as much as I can, you know, and I can't, mm-hmm. I can't solve every problem in the world. I can't, you, I can't do, I can't do it all. Um, and also understanding too, like there's more to life than school. There's more to life than, it's <laughs> more life in this paper. Right? <laughs> I completely understand how you feel, um, 100%. Because there'll be multiple times too where I'm just like, oh my god, I do not feel like putting as much effort into this. And obviously, I know I should, but you know, it, it, it's it's not the end of the world if you get a if you get an A minus or you get a B plus. Like it's not the end of the world. Okay, you didn't do as good as you could have. Um, but but yeah, no, it it, it definitely is. It's important to help, to to not overwhelm yourself. Cause I feel like a lot of times too, that is what contributes to a lot of, you know, anxiety and stress mm-hmm. for everybody is just, you know, the overwhelming thoughts of, you know, life and everything that we have to do in the future and everything that will come up. And, Oh, and even me too, personally, like I'll just be going about my day. And so me, I'm overthinker 100%. I'll think years and, and it's like, dude, like I got, <laughs> can I just get through today? But, um, that that that's one thing that's kind of crippling for me, honestly, is just kind of thinking about, oh, like, what am I gonna do after I graduate? What am I gonna do? And you know, the next couple of years, where am I trying to move to? How am I gonna pay for this? How am I gonna pay for that? And it's like, yo, I, I'm, I still got a class tomorrow morning, so it's like, how can I, <laughs> yeah. you know, not, it's it's just remembering to not really, and and it's not saying don't don't have a plan, you know, but it's 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 more so just kind of remembering not to. Not to overwhelm yourself with all those types of things that you could be because at that point we could over we could overwhelm ourselves with whatever we could think about everything and just mm-hmm. kind of cripple ourselves and just curl up into a ball and whatnot. So, um, but no, it definitely is important not to overwhelm yourself and just kind of just enjoy today. Really, you know, do mm-hmm. do what you can today. Um, I think what has helped me so much through my healing journey would be just focusing on the present. Because mm-hmm. I found myself yeah. just, when I was like really, really down, I was just like focusing on the past, what could have been, what what I could have done differently. And then I found myself thinking about the future and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I'm so anxious. Like what, you know, I was just thinking about tomorrow. Like it could be so much. But mm-hmm. just like focusing on right now, what you could do right now and just being present in life, I feel like is beyond important. And what what has helped me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think especially like this pandemic has put things into perspective. I know a lot of us probably had so many plans beforehand Mm -hmm. and, you know, that was forced to take a back seat. So I think personally for me, I think that's why I'm so comfortable now with not knowing. Like I've really gotten comfortable with that because I've had so many plans before the pandemic and they all fell through. And Mm -hmm. I had to sit with that and just like come to acceptance that, you know, this isn't going to happen this year. Like, you know, and it's because of outside factors. So I think that made it more comfortable for me, but that also put things into perspective, like now Mm -hmm. uh, for presently, like present me, like knowing not to put too much pressure on the future because you don't know like 
how did any of us know, know that we we're going to be in such a like major historical life changing exactly. event for the past <laughs> few years. So after like all that stress, I definitely like got in touch with my feelings about the past and over like feelings of being overwhelmed and what that entails. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I feel like when we are students too, there's so many of like, what am I going to do next? What's, what's the next move? Like what's the next plan I need? Like there's so much pressure from outside factors to our family members or friends, loved ones, or, you know, also putting pressure on us as students. So it's, it's just a lot, but you know, doing that reflection and kind of putting yourself first and what you want to get out of your planning can really help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just, just real quick before we close off, um, so what are some, I mean, I think, I think as we had actually asked earlier, what are some other resources? Um, but if you guys could just touch on your guys' specific. Yeah. Um, How can someone specifically like make an appointment? What yeah. do they have to Google? Um, just different ways in getting in contact and setting up, you know, an appointment with you guys or kind of how just the rundown on how that works um, in general. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we usually use we have like a bit.ly link that you can find on the student health and counseling page. There's a little um, page for peer counselors where we have bios so you can get to know us all. And like, you know, you can kind of choose who you feel that you might like, you know, want to work with. You have that option to get to know a little bit about us because, you know, meeting with a stranger can be kind of scary so it's kind of good they can get some you know background knowledge on our hobbies what we like like why are we here why are we in this position so you can read a little bit about us and then you can also go and sign up for us we have um 30 minute slots that you can sign up for and uh you can drop in if you want to like we have our zoom link in the website so if you feel if you see that nobody has signed up and you want to sign up and just like jump in the zoom then you can and yeah, there's, you know, flexibility with that. We have peer counselors Monday through Fridays at, you know, varying hours of the day. We have some in the morning, afternoon, evening also. So, you know, whatever your school schedule might look like, there should be, you know, a peer counselor that can work with your, you know, that can work for you. Um, so yeah, there's, there's really great opportunities. A lot of folks still don't know about us yet. So, you know, sometimes we don't have too much sign up. so we're definitely trying to get more people to sign up because, you know, it really makes our day when we see somebody is signed up, mm-hmm. um, to meet with us. So, you know, 30 minute sessions and it can, like, like y'all said, it can be a stepping stone into working with the, you know, licensed counselors here at the well, or you can just like keep meeting with us and just talk about like your daily life. And like, it doesn't have to be yeah. life threatening crisis. Like it can just be like something bad happened today. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like something random, like you got an F on your paper, yeah. like just really like everyday stuff. So, um, yeah. Do you want to add anything right to that? Um, no, I think you explained it really well. And just like remembering that, you know, we are peers, like we're mm-hmm. students just like you and that nothing that you throw at us is going to be like, we won't, we want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And that can mm-hmm. be anything. And we are trained to just be um, with you, even if things are really uncomfortable or things are really hard and you're talking about something maybe you've never, ever shared before. We are trained to support you through that and, like, definitely, like, anything goes if you want to talk about it in peer counseling, (laughs) in professional counseling, like, talk about it, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And just just so everyone knows, it's it's, it's 100% confidential 
Yes, it's, it's confidential, you know, in case, you know, we are all about safety here. So if there is any concern about your or, you know, somebody else's um, health in that, you know, safety in that session, then, you know, we will have to share that with, you know, people to make sure you are safe because mm-hmm. like that's 100% what we stand for. We want folks to be safe in their sessions. Mm-hmm. But like other than that, of course, everything that we talk about there is going to be com- confidential, mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to keep that information safe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that I feel like people really should um, just keep in mind and remember, you know, it's 100 percent judge free zone, 100 percent confidential. So, you know, it is it is helpful to, you know, just kind of get whatever you need to get off off your chest. Um, So, yeah, I definitely encourage, you know, folks, you know, who are considering counseling or therapy, you know, if they want to just check it out, like, you know, this is of no cost. You know, you can sign up with no obligations and just like check it out meet with us and you know see how it goes like we're always so excited to have folks sign up and talk to us like it it feels really great like some people may you know think that this is a burden people talking to us but it is not at all like we really want to reiterate that like this is what we signed up for we want like we're literally in our zoom waiting rooms or in our offices waiting for folks to come in Mm -hmm. so you know we definitely encourage anyone who is interested to definitely like come check it out. It's such a great experience. And I wish I had something like this when, you know, I was a freshman or when I was going through things like deeply because, you know, I was scared to seek out that, you know, professional support. So Mm -hmm. definitely utilize your peers. You know, we are here for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And again, the out of the darkness walk is on April 14th 14th at 5 30 so go ahead check it out walk with us and thank you guys so much for joining us today yeah we thank appreciate it we thank you for having it. us yeah of course so um yeah so that's another episode we appreciate you guys for tuning in um if you guys have any questions please uh, feel free to dm us on the mic'd up students instagram um and please please reach out to the peer counselor center um, you know, they obviously are there for us, they're for y'all, they're for everybody, for, for there for a reason. Um, so yeah, with that, um, I'm Malachi, I'm Espy, and we will catch y'all next time. Appreciate it.